0: Thank you very much, and welcome to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and I'm very glad you're with us this week. The title of this program uh, sort of goes off of a a program that I did a while back, which I called Sunset of Swing. And that was a a program of uh, swing musicians and largely swing performances done for the Sunset Recording Label, which was active in Los Angeles in the middle and late uh, later part of the 1940s. And uh, as such, it uh, sort of gave a little capture of the late swing period and some of the performers who'd been playing in the big bands and who were starting to look forward to the next style of jazz, which was bebop. So, in, uh, instead of that, we're going to do a program today called The Dawn of Jazz. There was, in fact, a label called Dawn Recordings that uh, I believe Lou Waters founded in the 1940s, but we're not going to be talking about that. I'm using Dawn to talk about the beginnings of the swing era, and we're going to be focusing on... Uh, four uh, recording sessions that were made right at the beginning of that period, 1933, 34, and 35. And generally the birthday, if you will, of the swing era is given as July of 1935, when Benny Goodman and his orchestra had a phenomenal success at the Palomar Ballroom in Los Angeles. This uh, coming on the heels of what was really kind of a disastrous tour uh, across the country. And uh, they were ready to disband until they got to the... uh, Uh, far end of the country, out in Los Angeles, and found that the musicians and the uh, audience out there, especially teenagers, were very receptive to what they were doing. Now, this is not to say that the Benny Goodman band was the first to play swing. It certainly was not. There had been quite a few African-American bands, such as Fletcher Henderson's and Chick Webb's and certainly Duke Ellington's, uh, Cab Calloway, Jimmy Lunsford, who had been playing this style of music for at least a year or two or more before that. But it took uh, the success of Benny Goodman's band commercially on the radio and recordings to uh, bring. this type of music to the attention of the general public and that's what inaugurated what we call the swing era. So I decided on these four recording sessions and we're gonna hear most of the tunes from these four we're gonna cut out a couple just for time constraint but The thing that ties these four together is that they were all led by very well-known swing musicians in different bands, and they were mixed bands in the sense that they were racially integrated. Uh, And that was still not terribly common in the middle 1930s. Uh, You can go back to 1922 and find one of the first uh, occasions of that happening, when Jelly Roll Morton sat in with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, Uh, for Janet Records, and very occasionally through the 1920s, you had sessions utilizing black and white musicians, almost never in person. Uh, This was still a time of very strict segregation, even in the North, that was not considered acceptable, although it did happen from time to time. Uh, Very often, recording dates that we know of as having included white and black musicians uh, were done accidentally, in the sense that some of the African American musicians were, in fact, passing as white because of light complexion, and some of the Participants in those recording sessions didn't know that uh, musicians like Sidney Arden or LCD Yellow Nunez were in fact African American until years later. And one wonders if uh, uh, they would have been as receptive to recording with them if they had known that at the time. You'd never know these things. So, we started out with a uh, particularly interesting session led by the great trumpet player, Bunny Berrigan. And this was done for Decca in December, December 13th of 1935. Uh, Berrigan, at the time, was just finishing up his stay with the Benny Goodman Orchestra. He had been on that tour and he had been a big part of the initial success of the Goodman Band on Records, with his solos on King Porter Stomp and Sometimes I'm Happy, things like that. Uh, He had been a studio musician pretty much up to that time. He had played with the Dorsey Brothers Orchestra. Um, made the first recordings with the Glenn Miller Orchestra, which were not very successful, but did feature some excellent playing by him. Uh, But it wasn't until he started leading uh, his own band that he became known for his theme song, which was I Can't Get Started. And in between the Goodman period and his own uh, band-leading career, he played for Tommy Dorsey and created some wonderful solos on things like Song of India and Marie. So, we're going to, uh, or, or we started out, I should say, with Bunny Berrigan and his Blue Boys and two tunes Chicken and Waffles, which was by Berrigan, and I'm Coming Virginia by uh, Will Marion Cook and uh, Donald Haywood, a, a, a tune from the Black Musical Theater of the 1910s, and of course, better known in a slower version uh, that featured Frank Trumbauer and Big Spiderback. So, the band with Berrigan at this time included uh, Edgar Sampson on clarinet and alto sax. We heard him playing uh, clarinet on uh, chicken and waffles and a little bit of alto sax, I think, on "I'm um, Coming, Virginia. We're gonna hear a little more alto coming up. And he was better known as an arranger and a composer. He was responsible for some of the swing era standards we think of, like "Stompin' at the Savoy and don't be that way and if dreams come true. At the time of this recording session he was working with the Chick Web Band and he was with them for quite a while. He was their chief arranger and composed a good deal of their book as well. Uh, he was probably a better jazz player on violin, believe it or not, and baritone sax. He recorded on uh, Barry with uh, the Lionel Hampton Band a little bit later, uh, the studio band, and on violin, as well as alto with the Fletcher Henderson Band from about 1931 or 32. Also in the front line, we had Eddie Miller, the great white saxophonist and clarinetist from New Orleans. He was right at the beginning of his association with the Bob Crosby Band. He had been playing with Ben Pollock and his orchestra and doing quite a lot of freelancing in New York for the last couple of years before 1935. We heard him on clarinet on Chicken and Waffles as well as tenor and some tenor on I'm Comin' Virginia. Uh, Actually, I take that back. Tenor on Chicken and Waffles and clarinet on I'm Coming, Virginia. I have to keep these straight. On piano was the great Harlem Stride pianist, Cliff Jackson, who had led his own band, the Crazy Cats, in the early 30s, and he was doing mostly solo work and club work on 52nd Street at the time. Gracken Monser, who was a very young uh, bass player from Newark, New Jersey, or who was active in Newark, New Jersey, had been discovered by the jazz entrepreneur John Hammond, who put together this session and one of the other ones we're going to hear, and used Monser on both of them, as well as on a a session by Mildred Bailey that we heard on a radio show a while back. He became uh, a founding member of the Savoy Sultans, one of the great early jump bands uh, playing dance music in the jazz style. In finishing up the personnel, we have Ray Badouk, uh, the New Orleans drummer who was also playing with Bob Crosby at the time. He and Eddie Miller were had gone through Ben Pollock and uh, a couple of other groups before landing with Bob Crosby. So we're going to play the other two tunes for you right now from that session. We're going to hear You Took Advantage of Me, the Great Rodgers & Hart tune, and Just a Blues. That's all it's called. Blues by Bunny Berrigan. No real arrangement. In fact, this uh, session was a very Uh, jam session type of uh, affair really it was just uh, no arrangements just play the tunes and off you go and a lot of solos and featuring all of those fine soloists. Then we're going to hear two tunes from a, a different date, very different date, but uh, about 10 months before that, February 21st of 1935. This is for the Banner label, and it was done by Taft, Jordan, and the Mob. And we're going to hear two tunes. If we have time, we might hear another one a little bit later. There were four done on two dates. We're going to hear Nightwind and Louisiana Fairytale. Nightwind was composed by uh, Rothberg and Pollock. I think it was Lou Pollock, the um, songwriter, and Louisiana Fairy Tale" by Mitchell Parrish, uh, Havens Gillespie and J. Fred Coots, And if you know the PBS program This Old House, that was the theme song for it for a while. In fact, I think they may have used... Uh, no, they didn't use this recording. They used the Fats Waller recording. But it is the same tune. And the band in this case features Taff Jordan, who was playing trumpet with Chick Webb at the time. He later went with Duke Ellington. Uh, Ward Sillaway on Trombone. He had been, or he was, with the... Um, Joe Hames band, as was the clarinet player Johnny Mintz, both uh, white players playing with uh, a dance band led by Joe Hames that later became uh, the Tommy Dorsey band. In fact, I think it was being taken over at that time. Elmer Williams was playing tenor sax with Chick Webb on this date. He went over with Taft Jordan. Teddy Wilson, who was ubiquitous playing piano on these small group sessions, he was uh, pretty much leading his own groups, but he was about to uh, become heavily featured with the Benny Goodman trio and then quartet. We have Bobby Johnson playing guitar. He was with Chick Webb. John Kirby on bass before he uh, put together his sextet. He, too, was with Chick Webb. And Eddie Doherty on drums, and he was a, a session musician um, playing in some of the black bands in Harlem at the time as well. And so, again, we're going to hear Nightwind and Louisiana Fairy Tale." The first one from February 21st, the second one from February 22nd, 1935. So, those are our four tunes that we're going to hear right now. You Took Advantage of Me and the Blues by Bunny Berrigan and his Blue Boys, and then Taft Jordan and his Mob doing Night Wind and Louisiana Fairy Tales. Was Taft Jordan and his mob playing those two tunes. We ended up with Louisiana Fairy Tale and started out with The Night Wind. So, Taft Jordan on trumpet, a uh, very, very accomplished swing player. He was in the Louis Armstrong mold and he kind of, I think, was uh, forgotten about uh, after that because he was such an Armstrong derived player and also a singer. He was a, a good showman and he would sing in a sort of a Louis Armstrong style while he was with Chick Webb. Later on, he went with Duke Ellington and did much of the same thing. As I said, Ward Sillaway was on trombone. He had been with, or was with the Joe Hames Orchestra. Johnny Mintz on clarinet uh, had been with Joe Hames. He was just about to go with. Um, the Ray Noble Orchestra. Ray Noble was a great British band leader. We've done a podcast uh, on him in the past, and uh, he had come over in the middle part, or early part of 1935, to put a band together. Actually, it was Glenn Miller who put the band together for him, featuring uh, his, Ray Noble's, arrangements, but featured a lot of great swing stars, including Bud Freeman, who we're going to hear him from in just a minute, and Johnny Mintz, also Claude Thornhill on piano, who we're going to hear from in just a minute, too. Uh, I should mention Johnny Mintz had also just recorded with the first version of the Glenn Miller Band, recording solo hop and a couple of other tunes, along with Bunny Berrigan. So these uh, musicians all crossed paths regularly during this period, right at the beginning of the swing era. We heard a little Elmer Williams on tenor sax. He was nicknamed Tone. Uh, He wasn't a great jazz player, but he was a very good section man and uh, also had uh, a very nice sound for ballads, apparently. Teddy Wilson was well featured on piano, Bobby Johnson on guitar, John Kirby on bass, and Eddie Doherty on drums. And then we started out with the remaining two sessions, or two tunes from the Bunny Berrigan and his Blue Boys session. We heard um, You Took Advantage of Me and The Blues, both of which featured Berrigan, of course, on trumpet, and Cliff Jackson on piano. Ray Badouk on drums, Gracken Monster on bass, and on the blues, we heard Eddie Miller on clarinet and uh, Eddie Edgar Sampson on alto. Eddie Miller was a really fine clarinet player in the New Orleans tradition. He grew up down there, but he was much better known as a tenor sax player. If you listen to the Bob Crosby recordings, he plays the solo, uh, clarinet solo on South Rampart Street Parade and a couple of other solos during his tenure with Crosby, but he plays tenor on most of the other things. And then from You Took Advantage of Me, we heard some Alto, again, by Edgar Sampson, and Tenor by Eddie Miller. So we're going to go on to another session right now. This is a uh, Bud Freeman session from December 4th of 1935, right before that Bunny Berrigan session. This was done for Parlophone, was also produced by uh, John Hammond and featured some of the same musicians. Bunny Berrigan on trumpet again, Bud Freeman playing tenor sax and clarinet, kind of interesting. He uh, didn't record extensively on clarinet, but he... uh, Featured himself on a couple of numbers, as we will hear on uh, this session. We're going to hear Claude Thornhill on piano. As I mentioned, he and Freeman were playing with the uh, Ray Noble band at the time. Eddie Condon on guitar. He was playing with a lot of different combos. Uh, He was also about to go with Bobby Hackett's uh, combo when he came to town. And then, of course, started his own club and began his uh, recordings with Commodore Records. He's on guitar on this. Gracken Monster again on bass. And Cozy Cole on drums. Cozy Cole uh, had not yet gone with... um, Uh, Cab Calloway's band but would be shortly he was playing I believe at this time with the uh, Stuff Smith band Stuff Smith and his orchestra at the Onyx Club and we're going to be doing a podcast on Stuff Smith coming up if you'd like to tune into our podcast take a look at the Jazz Focus also uh, podcast station so do listen to some of the other things we've been doing I'm also uploading these shows after uh, WETF is done broadcasting them so you can go back and revisit them there so, we're going to hear four tunes from this session by Bud Freeman and his Windy City 5. Bud Freeman, of course, was from Chicago, hence Windy City. We're going to hear The Buzzard, a Bud Freeman composition that starts out with him playing clarinet. We're going to hear What Is There to Say, which is a favorite tune of uh, Freeman's by Vernon Duke and uh, Yiparberg. Then we're going to hear Keep Smiling at Trouble, another. Uh, Freeman favorite that he recorded several times by Al Jolson and Buddy De Silva, and then we're going to end up with another Freeman tune, "Tilly's Downtown Now." So those are going to be our four tunes to go forward with right now. Bud Freeman and his Windy City uh, Seven. This, or excuse me, is Windy City Five. I don't know why it's called the Windy City Five when there are in fact one, two, three, four, five, six of them. I guess Bud Freeman plus the five equals six. That's jazz math for you right there. So we're going to hear the buzzard. What is there to say? Keep smiling at trouble until he's downtown now. it out with Bud Freeman and his Windy City Five, plus one I guess. Bud Freeman on clarinet and tenor sax. He composed that last tune, which was called "Tilly's" He's da- or the I should say he composed the first tune, The Buzzard, uh, which featured him extensively on clarinet, a little on tenor at the end, and, of course, Bunny Berrigan uh, on trumpet. Claude Thornhill on piano, playing some jazz. Claude Thornhill was not known for his jazz playing, necessarily. He was a, a good songwriter and arranger, and, uh, of course, he led a, a really interesting big band in the 1940s that transitioned from... Uh, swing into not bebop but cool jazz actually and he and his musicians not so much he himself but his musicians were uh, quite important in the formation of the birth of the cool sessions that Miles Davis and Gil Evans had put together in 1949. But here he is playing some jazz uh, with the Bud Freeman Windy City Five, and also in uh, combination in the rhythm section with Eddie Condon on guitar, Gracken Monster on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. As I said, we started out with the buzzard. We went on to uh, What Is There To Say... Keep Smiling at Trouble and Tilly's Downtown Now, featuring some very good, uh, tenor saxophone playing, of course, by the leader and some interesting clarinet playing as well. He wasn't a great technician. He got a sound that was kind of like Pee Wee Russell's sound. Of course, he shared the bandstand with Pee Wee Russell many times, uh, not at this point in their careers, but not too long after this, they became quite associated. Um, but, uh, Freeman's clarinet playing was uh, technically limited, which Pee-wee's really wasn't. Pee-wee had an excellent technique which he covered up uh, with his swoops and growls and things like that. And then we ended up with a tune that's going to introduce us to our last two tunes, and these uh, are slightly earlier than the 1935 recording sessions we've been listening to so far, but they still uh, constitute the dawn of swing, and they are also by integrated jazz bands. The band is called the Chocolate Dandies, and the uh, subtext on the recording label say under the direction of Benny Carter, and indeed we have Benny Carter on alto sax and trumpet occasionally as well on these sides, and we're going to hear three of them. We started out with I Never Knew, uh, a tune by Ted Fiorito and Gus Kahn, uh, a little bit of an arrangement there. Carter, of course, was known as a great arranger. I've done a podcast on him Um in some of his European uh, recordings. We're going to definitely do some more Benny Carter coming up. Uh, But they're not overarranged, certainly. They still have that kind of jam session feeling that these other three sessions that we've gone through so far have had. And these feature Max Kaminsky on trumpet. Max Kaminsky was from Boston. He later became associated with the Dixieland players, Eddie Condon and his group, but he played in big bands as well, Tommy Dorsey's, Artie Shaw's, and Benny Goodman's. We have Benny Carter on trumpet and alto. We heard him playing uh, trumpet in the out chorus of I Never Knew, but playing an alto solo as well. We heard Floyd O'Brien, a white trombone player associated with the Chicagoans, uh, playing a muted solo in there. He also uh, played with big bands. He played with... um, the Gene Krupa band, but he was actually right at the beginning, uh, or about to be going with the Phil Harris Orchestra, and he was with him for quite a while. Chu Berry, the great uh, African-American tenor player, had been with the Benny Carter Orchestra, had just left to go with the Teddy Hill Band. We had a uh, podcast of Teddy Hill as well. Uh, we hear him on all three sides that we're going to be hearing. And then, of course, Teddy Wilson again on piano. And in fact, this rhythm section is the rhythm section of the Benny Carter Big Band of the time. Teddy Wilson on piano, Lawrence Lucy on guitar, Ernest Hill on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. And those were um, recordings that, um, or or that was a rhythm section that made quite a few recordings with Benny Carter's band, including about a week later for the Columbia label. This was also for Columbia and OK, these Chocolate Dandies sessions. So we're going to hear two more tunes to finish us out. We're going to hear a Blue Interlude, a Benny Carter tune, beautifully arranged and very well played by all hands, Benny Carter and Chewberry especially. And we're going to finish up with a tune called Crazy Capers, and apparently... Uh, Sid Catlett had to leave, and Mes Mesrel played some percussion on that side. I don't know if that's true or not, but interesting story. This is a tune also by Benny Carter, features some wonderful alto playing by him, and also some trumpet towards the end. You're also going to hear some uh, Max Kaminsky in there, I believe, on muted trumpet. So these are from October 10th of 1933, and they finish out our Dawn of the Swing Era program. Hope you've enjoyed this. This has been the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and you've been listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Hope you've enjoyed the program, and we'll tune in again soon. We'll have something else for you next week. Don't know what yet, but it will be something interesting and something probably you haven't heard too much of. So once again, thank you very much, and here we go with... Blue Interlude and Crazy Capers